Welcome out to Peacappy Podcast, your Pokemon anime podcast following the adventures of Ash Ketchum and, and his cohorts and friends throughout the Pokemon world. Today is a very special day because it is Gym Battle Day! Yes, we have arrived in Mauville City and Ash has taken enough of a detour with the last episode in the Trick House. I think he's ready for some good old-fashioned rumbles. And so am I. I love Gym Battle Day. Before we break down all the odds and ends that happen in this episode, a quick reminder that this show is sponsored by Poke Press. And if you've not been over to their YouTube channel lately, you definitely want to check them out. Steven has been busy uploading a whole bunch of videos, including Pokemon-related parody music, unboxing of the Birth of Mewtwo radio drama, record store day pickups, and discussions of movie music that I take part in. You can find all that fun stuff and so much more by visiting PokePress on YouTube or at their blog page, pokepress.blogspot.com. There is a dearth of fun content over that way once you get done digesting the content of today's episode. And today's episode is Advanced Generation number 40, What's with Watson? So we're in Mauville City and we're going for our third gym battle. Woohoo! I love Gym Battle Day. And so do Ash's friends. They're pretty stoked about this match, too. They've never met the gym leader, Watson, but Ash feels pretty confident. Until they get to the front door and the floor starts moving. It's like an automatic tram, or Max thinks it's like an amusement park. I was gonna say the airport. Max is the one who's most correct, though, because this thing goes up an incline and then straight down like a roller coaster. The gym leader's watching on the screen. He is loving this. Watson is our gym leader. He's a white-haired man who's built a domain where the fun never ends. And he's got a beleaguered assistant who's like, Boss, can you not be a psycho for five seconds? Think of our insurance premiums. Anyway, the tramway takes the kids right into the path of a Raikou. I know, that's not something you see every day. Raikou attacks, the electricity going over the kids' heads, and Ash and Pikachu decide not to give it a second chance to fire. They attack back with Thunderbolt, and then again with Iron Tail. It takes some work, and Pikachu gets hit with some discharge, but Raikou is eventually destroyed. Yes, not fainted. Destroyed. Turns out it was a robot. And that's when Watson and Assistant reveal themselves. Watson had a good time watching the kids at play, term used loosely, the assistant looks like he's just glad it's over. Incidentally, the assistant's name is Watt. Watt and Watson. 
Man, I hope that name is how he got hired. Anyway, Ash makes his formal gym challenge, and Team Rocket happens upon an abandoned power plant. They're on the lookout for a secret base, and there's nothing that screams villainy louder than abandoned power plant. <laughs> so they co-opt it for about five seconds. Turns out all the local electric Pokemon found it first, a bunch of Magnemite, Electrode, Voltorb, and they are territorial. So if they want the base, they gotta capture or clear out all the Pokemon. Jesse and James are like, yeah, that's not gonna work. Let's try somewhere else. <laughs> but Meowth wants to double down. If, if they give those Pokemon to the boss and set up a secret base, they are really back in the black end of the ledger. So while they work out our B-plot, Ash and Watson take their places on the field. And since it's gym battle day, I always take a moment before Ash rushes into battle to analyze what his chances are on paper. Let us take a look at the current state of Ash's team and how it's going to fare against today's gym leader. Is he going in as the favorite or as the underdog? And well, as Watson's name might suggest, there is an electricity factor here. In fact, Watson lists the Pokemon he intends to fight with, Voltorb, Magnemite, and Magneton. So Ash gets points on the positive side for experience. He and Pikachu have fought this type of Pokemon before and these specific species of Pokemon before. So they know a bit of what to expect, assuming they've learned from the past their, their strengths and weaknesses. Pikachu's fought enough Magnemite that he should know what to watch out for, at least. Other than that, well, it's not like the rest of the team is useless, it's just nobody has a clear advantage, and they're all still a bit underdeveloped. It's the same problem they've had for a couple of gyms, that this is just early in the journey. Corfish is a great competitor, a powerhouse, but really disadvantaged at this particular gym being a water type, so is Talo. They're both pig-headed stubborn, but that only counts for so much. Trico is less type disadvantaged against electricity, in fact, has a defense against electricity, but its pound attack is still its best move, so against the steel type, that's not gonna hold up. Although Trico and Ash have been working together very hard on um, teamwork and strategizing, so it's not impossible, but I, definitely I wouldn't look at Trico being the favorite for this particular battle. So if it were any other gym, any other type, I'd say that Ash's chances were pretty fair to darn right good, because his Pokemon have learned a lot since Brawly. They've gotten stronger, better endurance, worlds better dodging, thanks to all the Kumbaya feel the wave training. Teamwork with Ash is way up, and goodness knows, if you're tuned in to whatever plans Ash may be making up on the fly, like, that can just turn a battle on its head. It, it is on the earlier side of the journey, but all of his team has come far enough to be able to trust him in battle, and that is a huge edge. All the same, they are facing three steel-slash-electric types, so... Ash is riding on Pikachu for this match, and I think he's starting to get a sense of that. And Watson must be pretty confident to reveal all three of his Pokemon. Remember, gym leaders do not get substitutions. So that's kind of where I think Ash is. His friends are puzzling it out too in the show. Brock points out that Talo is still a good choice, no matter what the type advantage or disadvantage. And 
I do have to agree. Like, I saw its debut episode fighting Pikachu. <laughs> Taylo could probably take and do a lot of damage before it goes down. But overall, I think Ash can win this match, but not easily. It's going to be a bit of a grind, and if he's off his game and makes too many mistakes, he doesn't have a lot he can fall back on to save his skin. But his team is certainly talented and capable, and in the case of Pikachu, very experienced. So if he's focused and plays his team smart, I think he's got a really decent shot. And again, especially if he makes good use of Pikachu, because no matter what way you slice it, Pikachu is going to walk out as MVP of this battle easily. So that's where I feel we stand at the start of the episode. Let's see what actually happens. Because as any sports fan knows, sometimes the game goes sideways. So the opening salvo. Watson sends out Magnemite, Ash tells Pikachu to use Thunderbolt, and Watson tells him, Haha, electric attacks are useless on my Pokemon! Seconds later, Magnemite is barbecued, and he's like, Who the far-fetched is this kid? One move later, Voltorb is defeated the same way. Now Watson's getting worried, like, there is an exception to every rule? And then there's these two. So Pikachu just barbecued two Pokemon in a row in about as many attacks, but he is looking a little bit off-color, little pink around the sinuses. Pikachu has a history with electric objects and electric Pokemon and magnets and sickness, and this is all starting to feel a little familiar in the bad way. Anyway, Magneton rushes in for its electric attacks, like show the young kids how it's done, only to be shut down by Pikachu's thunder. Cue Imagine Dragons, because holy Moses, I can't believe the wreckage we are seeing here. Ash is just wasting this gym leader and the field, one hit KOing his way through the match when Pikachu is type even. It's not even difficult for him, I I'm straight up floored. Mostly by the fact that Ash doesn't look at all surprised by this, I mean... He just achieved a clean sweep of the gym with barely any effort, and he's just like, Good job, Pikachu. Like, did he expect to do this well? Surely not. I mean, I believe that his plan was just send Pikachu in, hit him hard and fast, and stop for nothing. Let's see how far we get. Like, do not give them an inch, barbecue everything before it can gain ground. That I totally buy. There's no point in sending another Pokemon in first or trying to be tricky r right now. Like, that that's for after Pikachu's been run into the ground and you're taking stock of what's still left to do. So how Ash played this match makes total sense. But three knockouts in a row, he should be at least a little surprised. Unless he's also noticed that Pikachu's looking a little different lately, feeling a bit more staticky and sparky and sniffly, and he's like, okay, like the audience, I too have seen this before. <laughs> Watson, at least, is a little shocked, and properly so. But after the battle, after Ash gets the Dynamo badge and Watson leaves, any suspicions that anyone had are confirmed. Pikachu's burning up. You see, and may remember, Pikachu's greatest power in this show has always been the amount of power it can absorb, contain, and then release. His physical skill is good. Great, actually. But it's really about normal for any well-trained Pokémon, as are his special attacks. Like, they're not that special. 
but put him in a situation where he's dealing with other electric equipment, magnets, legendary energy, hoo-ha, and he might just end up absorbing some of that into himself and then getting superpowers. Pikachu has then gone on to decimate buildings and islands. And nine times out of ten, it also makes him completely sick. His electricity level is apparently a delicate balance, and messing with it is detrimental to his health. So, fighting Robo Raiko might have inadvertently given him an edge in beating Watson so resoundingly. Like, nobody expected that kind of performance from a Pikachu, especially the people who watch him train every day. But now that he's burned that candle down, he's out, sick and feverish, and now it's off to the Pokemon Center. And after the way we started the Hoenn region, you better believe Ash takes that threat seriously. He is booking it to Nurse Joy. Meanwhile, Watson is taking things seriously too, his new defeat. He puts on a gracious face while handing over the badge, but once he drops his Pokemon off with Nurse Joy, he goes out to the abandoned power plant to think. That loss really took him by surprise, and the old man's kind of bummed. So he thinks over his technique, how he could have possibly lost. Like that. It's not unusual for gym leaders to lose. I mean, they don't have to, but it kind of goes against their job description if they're too unbeatable. And watching this show, I get the feeling that a lot of leaders scale their abilities down sometimes, like maybe combine their best partner with a Pokemon that they've just started training. Because a gym leader's real job is to test the young trainers. You don't get that by handing them crushing defeats, even if you're capable of it. If you hit them so hard, they never get a move in edgewise. And on the opposite end, you also don't really test the trainer if you're such a pushover that anyone can beat you easily. This could break Watson's career if he's so easily defeated that a measly little Pikachu can wipe out his three best partners in one attack. And and keep that in mind, it's not just three electric Pokemon Ash faced, but Watson's three best. He, he said they were the ones he's been training with the longest. He was ready to bring his A-game to face Ash. I don't know if Roxanne and Brawly sent him a text or something to watch out for this kid or what, but... He came in with guns blazing, expecting a battle. And as I said at the top of the show, Ash's chances were fair to slightly advantaged. Like, this battle should have been kind of hard. So to have been completely schooled by a bitty little Pikachu, a Pokemon that, for all its positives, does not have great battle stats in the game or the anime-verse. No one ever expects anything out of a Pikachu. Like, Ash has really had to work hard with that thing to get the results he's got. Th this is very worrisome for Watson. Has he lost his touch, letting his Pokemon down like this? And as he's mulling that over, a wild Electrite comes up to Watson and sort of cheers him up. There's cuddles and petting. Watson gives it some Pokemon food, and the little electric puppy is doing wonders for his positivity. In the meantime, we cut to the hospital. Nurse Joy confirms for Ash that, yes, the incident with the robotic Raikou has given your Pikachu a fever, the usual song and dance. And Ash and Brock are like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. They really need to start carrying around an EpiPen or something for this. <laughs> Nurse Joy's concern level is about normal for a sick Pokemon, a Pokemon with a high fever. 
about usual for every other Nurse Joy with every other sick Pokemon. And then she finds out that Pikachu swept a gym battle against Watson and she just whips around and stares at Pikachu for a second like, what am I dealing with? (laughs) Kind of love that reaction. Like, I'm sure she's not just worried for Pikachu's fever anymore. She's probably realized that we are looking at power levels that could flatten her Pokemon Center or cause Pikachu to explode. But luckily, they got Pikachu here in time. Nothing crazy happens. It's hooked up to the usual machine that we've gotten so accustomed to seeing. And the power is drained. Pikachu's right as rain in a few minutes. Ash apologizes to Pikachu like, Sorry, maybe I should have cut the battle. Should have realized. It's kind of a backhanded insult. Like, Yeah, should have realized you were nowhere near that strong. Like, there's no way you could possibly have done that good. My bad. (laughs) Anyway, Assistant Watt comes in looking for Watson. He found a note being all depressive, like saying, Everyone has times in life where they short out. Please pick up my Pokemon from the center. Watt is sure that his boss is abandoning the gym, and he and all the kids decide to run to the abandoned power plant, Watson's favorite spot, and convince him that that's a mistake. While they do that, we cut to Watson, who's still bonding with Electrike and being a bit of a mentor with its Thunder Wave technique, when he notices Team Rocket rolling up in a giant vacuum car, and he's like, that's not right. Team Rocket vacuums up all the electric Pokemon into an electric-proof cage, and Watson's like, yeah, definitely not right. He and Electric go to confront them and have to sit through the motto, and then the rest of the kids run up, only for Pikachu and Electric to get vacuumed up. Team Rocket then shoots out a net to cover all the twerps and civilians before Ash can call out any other Pokemon. My goodness, they might actually get away with this. But despite the fact that Team Rocket's far down the road by the time our heroes free themselves from the net, Watson's not worried. In fact, he tells Ash to leave this to me. Because that hobby of building robot Pokemon, he's good at it. He's got more. Another Robo Raikou appears in Team Rocket's path, and they think this is just their lucky day. Or unlucky day, because... Is their cage able to withstand the power of a legendary Pokemon? And that question stalls them long enough for the Torps to catch up, and now Team Rocket has to deal with Brock's Fortress and Maze Torchic. They start trying to wreck Team Rocket's car. Robo Raikou stares the vehicle down. There is a dub edit here for all it matters. Watson didn't repair the Raikou, he just has spares lying around. I'm not sure it makes any significant difference, but, you know, FYI. The important thing is that Pikachu and Electrike start breaking out from the inside with Iron Tail and Bite. Fortress and Torchic are rapid spinning and embering all over the outside, and Team Rocket's wasting all their energy having their Pokémon battle a robot, and by the time they realize that, the stolen Pokémon have broken out. So now we have a real Pokémon battle on our hands, and even without the strength and numbers... I expect the good guys to win. Team Rocket's first Pokemon both fall, so Jesse has to call out Dustox. Haven't seen that one for a while. And Dustox can be tricky. The psychic attacks kind of blindside Pikachu. But then Watson calls for Electric to use Thunder Wave that they were working on earlier. That confuses Dustox and allows Pikachu to get back in the game and send Team Rocket blasting off with a Thunderbolt. 
Well, that's good. During the happy victory, Ash goes over to Watson and tries to return the Dynamo badge. He explains what's been happening with Pikachu and robots and electricity, and much like the sprinkler system thing when he first challenged Brock, he feels like it's a little unfair. But Watson's just seen what Pikachu can do when it's not superpowered. In fact, he's seen what Pikachu can do without any electricity at all. Trapped in a cage. He especially saw that Ash taught it Iron Tail, a move that Pikachu doesn't learn naturally, so with all this, he knows Ash has trained Pikachu very well, and that he doesn't rely on gimmicks, or even electricity. Sees that he and his Pokémon work together to better themselves and all the things that Pokémon training should do. Also, if the gym leader is gonna create the problem by building crazy robots and attacking the challengers, he's gotta live with the consequences. Watson tells Ash to keep the badge, he's earned it. The battle itself was a bit weird, but there's no denying that Ash and Pikachu do deserve it. And Watson is going back to the gym. He's done some thinking, rekindled his love for training, and has been jolted into approaching battles with more courage and gusto. A fresh start training this new little electric might be just the jumpstart his training needs to be even better than before. When the electric is a little more grown, Watson tells Ash to come back for a battle. And gosh, I hope that happens. Wouldn't you just love to see Ash tour Hoenn again the way he did Kanto? Revisit old stomping grounds and rematch some gym leaders? I would love it. And poor Watt, Assistant Watt, despite the fact that his boss is Crobat crazy, he is in tears to hear that Watson's coming back to the gym like, I'm so happy, boss! Welcome home! Like, So days of fun and joy here in Mauville City surely await. And with that, that is, that is one gym conquered quickly and easily, my goodness. I mean, after the last gym against Brawly, where things went a little bit off the rails and Ash had to do the rematch, I guess he, he was due for a nice shutdown. Probably is a big boost to team morale. And maybe a lesson to Ash, like he needs to look into like, I don't know, a surge protector or something for Pikachu. <laughs> This sort of situation just seems to happen an awful lot, and it is certainly not the last time it's going to happen in Hoenn, so buckle up, everybody. If you want to keep up with this podcast and look forward to all the other times that Pikachu is going to get overloaded and sick and possibly crazy, you can visit us at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com or subscribe on iTunes, Zoom, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Anyway, most of all, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Peak Happy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. 